Welcome, beautiful people, to another episode of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. You know what it is. It is the Fight Podcast. I am your host, the Underground King, Serge Vicente, and this is episode 181. Yo, we're active today, man. We're ready. I'm excited. Yo, it's fight week. I am so excited. Yo, it has literally been a solid, damn, what, damn near almost three weeks, man. We've had our ups. We've had our downs. I've been sad and crying for the last two damn weeks. It's time to get back into the action. It is time to get some of these just good old-fashioned fisticuffs. And no, not with YouTubers. I'm so done with that. So today... Before we go ahead and jump on into the menu and everything else, remember the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Again, sageeatschicago.com. We offer healthy meals and fitness mentoring. They cook and deliver healthy meals. Take it right to your home or office. If you are not in Chi-Town, it is totally fine. Yo, Sage Eats has something for you. They offer fitness mentoring and nutrition consultation. They have a member of their team. One of their mentors hits you up, writes programming, figures out your nutrition, hooks it all up for you and sends it in man so check it out check out sagey chicago today they uh apply promo code fight for 10 percent off of your first three months check them out everywhere on all social media platforms at sage eat chicago also don't forget to tell your friends your family all your fight people around the world about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe the fight podcast man let them know and tell them you can find us everywhere Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple. And also check us out on IG at The Fight Podcast, the website at TheFightPodcast.com. And check me out, The Underground King, because you know your boy likes some follows. I put some pictures up from time to time. So check us out, man, at Serge Vicente, man. So check it out. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the show on today's menu. We are going to go ahead and break down this weekend's UFC 247 headline by, look, man, dare I say the GOAT, John Jones. He is going to be fighting this up-and-coming upstart, the undefeated Dom Reyes. We're going to break down that entire card. And look, I'm going to be honest with you guys. You know me. I'm always going to keep it a buck. Is this card... A legitimate pay-per-view was UFC 246 a legitimate pay-per-view or is the UFC just giving us doo-doo I'll tell you guys how I feel about that also we have fight news today Anthony Smith has a story you will not believe the light heavyweight standout the former title challenger I will tell you about that coming up soon James Gallagher Bellator's top prospect, yo, it looks like he might be pulled out of his next uh, Bellator fight headlined in his hometown of Dublin. I'll break that down. Kobe Covington has been in the news. 
Captain Chaos, the king of cringe. Your boy is back. Not your boy. Definitely not my boy. He's some MAGA dude's boy, but it's all to the good. He's talking loud again. He's making as much noise as possible. So, look, man, he's making noise, and it's news, so I got to break it down. Um, We'll talk about this. We'll talk about upcoming possible fights and so much more. But before I get to that, Joe, how y'all doing? How you living? I want to say it's a beautiful day here in Chicago, but look, we just got through a stretch that was 10 straight days with no sun. No sun at all. It's been dark and dreary. I cannot wait. On my birthday, February 20th, I will be in L.A. I'm over here feeling like, sir, I've been singing his music all day. Awesome. Take me back to L.A. I feel them. That's what I'm on right now, man. So look, we're going back to L.A., man. We got to get a little bit of sunlight, a little bit of heat, man. Um, but all in all, man, look, everything is beautiful. Uh, obviously, this past weekend was a Super Bowl. A lot of people were talking about everything that's been going on in the Super Bowl, uh, the fights, all kind of different things. But it has been a slow kind of push over the last few weeks with MMA. Not a lot of news has been coming in and out. But finally, and I said this on the last episode 180, we have a stretch from right now. All the way through April, we have a big fight card every weekend from now until then. So look, we're going to have a lot of fighting news. We're going to have a lot of information. And I, Serge Vicente, the underground king, I'm going to continue bringing you all of the heat, all of that fire. And I'm going to bring you guys some news about where we're doing with the show as well, man. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. But look, man, I, I don't need to keep going with this soliloquy. Let's just go ahead and jump into our five rounds of fight news. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Round number one, John Bones Jones. Look, man, I'm going to say this. I've been critical of John because of his extracurriculars outside of the cage. But never once, not one time. Have I ever sat back and actually torched him? But what he can do inside. It's funny, man. I always watch begrudgingly so Stephen A. Smith and the guys, especially when they bring an MMA fighter on. So the big fight is this weekend. He's headlining. Of course, they're going to have him on. It's ESPN. They bring him on and the questions that they ask. The way that they just, well, you know, are you the GOAT? You got this guy, you got that guy. What do you think, huh? What in the fuck are these? Yo, Joe Rogan said it. Luke Thomas said it. Everyone in the MMA community has said it. Yo, fam, y'all don't know shit about MMA. And here's the thing. I hear the responses. Myself and the guru, Brandon Camille, had this discussion. He's even asked me, Serge, do you think it's just you're such an MMA purist? You're one of those guys that, you know, it's like a band. You you know the hot group right from the jump. I've been listening to Griselda forever. 
Now that they hot, you kind of hating everybody that aren't really fans, but they're just jumping on. Nah, yo. I think originally it's like that. We want to keep it to ourselves. But you don't think we want to see our sport on the, the biggest platform in the world? Do you think that's not what we want? Of course, that's what we want. Absolutely. We 1000% want to see the greatest sport in the world, the fastest growing sport in the world, on the worldwide leader. Of course, we want to see that. But we also want some motherfucking respect. Fam! Put some respect on our name and make sure just like you have NFL analysts, you have NBA analysts, you have all of these individual specifics for sports coming on and talking. But we're letting these goofs come on and talking to arguably the greatest fighter of all time out of the side of their mouths. Strictly because all they're doing is look, yo, I, I said this before. There. You hear that? You hear what this is? That's my notebook. That's notes. But the notes that I have in front of me is because of the research that I have done. From hours of sitting here in front of the computer, hours of sitting here in front of the TV, hours of actually being in the gym, bleeding and training. That's where this comes from. Not a producer's notes where I don't even have the, the, decor, the decorum to go out there and actually do the research myself. Blatantly disrespectful. Blatantly disrespectful. And it drives me up a wall because I want to see him on this platform. But we need to have people on here that actually understand what they are looking at and they cannot be dismissive. To these athletes. So again, I've been very critical of John Jones over the years. But it's because he's had so much potential. Really the exact same reason I was critical of Conor McGregor. You have all the abilities in the world. But you're a fuckboy. You've showed your ass consistently. But both of these guys, this is a forgiving place. And if you're coming out there, look, I'm not here to sit there and be a fanboy. I'm here to be a legitimate analyst and give you guys the most raw takes out there. That's what I'm here for. So look, man, if John is the best in the game, I'm going to tell you. And guess what? You go back, you look at the tape. John Jones has dominated not one, not two, but now he's going into his third generation of light heavyweights that he has dominated. Dude, the dude just doesn't lose. I thought Daniel Cormier had the, 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 the antidote, but he doesn't. He didn't at least. Now, at heavyweight, different story. We'll talk about that a little later on. But I say all of this stuff to say is, one, I'm defending John. 
These dudes went out here and trying to make it seem like he is not the greatest guy in the world. They're trying to make it seem like Conor McGregor and him are on the same platform. Are you fucking kidding? You have one guy that is the, as of this weekend, if John Jones ends up winning the title again, he is defending his belt for the 13th time he will break a UFC record. 13 title defenses. I dare you to go out there and, and just off the top of your dome, think about a boxing champion that's done that. Think about any other combat sports athlete that has ever done that. In a sport in particular, that politics don't matter. You're going to get the best all the time. And John has done that, so I have to give the man his flowers. I do. Don't get it twisted. I hate his act. I hate this, you know, oh, lordy, lordy, lord. Oh, yes. I am a God-fearing man. Shut the fuck up. You like doing coke and fucking strippers. Don't give me that shit. I'm not mad at you. If I was 6'4", best fighter in the world, I'd probably be on the same shit. Don't get it twisted. I would. But that's where I'm critical of the man. But he seems like he's evolving and growing. Now, he had an interview this week, and this brings me to round number one. John Jones was interviewed on Ariel Hawani's show, and he talked about a litany of different things. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Some of these things were a little interesting, man. Let's start off with one of my favorite topics. John Jones has consistently been going on even more than his opponent, Dominic Reyes, even more than Daniel Cormier. Yo, it seems as if John really, really, really gets irritated by none other than the middleweight champ of the UFC Israel, the last style better, Adesanya. So John goes out there and actually has this to say about the middleweight king. Seems like you almost enjoy the back and forth with that. Yeah, right? I was loving it. Yeah, I was. Why? Well, well, it, it was it was just fun. Honestly, it was just fun. I, I bicker and I talk crap with a lot of people, and uh, he's you know he's hot right now in the sport. So it's just fun to, to attach myself to his fight weeks. So he said he'll chase you up to heavyweight. He'll chase you all over the place. Do you? You're kind of you don't you don't buy it. Come on, Daniel Cormier has fought many heavyweights, and and he says in his interviews that John is a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger than you would imagine when you're in there with him. This is guys that this is a guy who's fought. I mean, Bigfoot, Bigfoot Silva, right? Right, right. Bigfoot Silva. Yep. I don't think I don't think I don't think a, a long lean middleweight um, would would uh, present me much problem, especially once I got my hands on him and put him to the ground. Mm. Yeah, people people are can eat up what he's saying, but the truth of the matter is he's scared today. Why do you think that? Oh, he'll be scared in 2020 as well. Okay. Yeah. His back is going to be against the wall in 2020. 2021. 2021. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, yeah correct. Because that's when you guys said that. That's when he said Raiders that. Raiders Stadium. He'll be. That's, yeah, this is all what he's saying. At the end of the day, dude, 
I am so far ahead when it comes to, I mean, you name it. In every sense of this game, I'm so far ahead of this kid. So the fact that I'm even talking about him right now, I'm just going to stop. Okay. Yeah. But that's a big fight, right? You don't think? Um, With his fan base and what he has going in your fan base? My, you know, I don't, I don't want to come across as arrogance, but um, in the grand scheme of things, I'm, I'm a man. And he, he's like a child when it comes to this game. What I've proven already, what I've done, what, where I'm going. Um, people can be more popular than me. People could be, you know, you know, you guys got, got guys like Connor who makes more money than me. You know, these type of things. I'm, I'm not in it for what's hot right now. I, I'm a household name in combat, and so, like, like I said, even me bringing him up right now is, is flattery to a boy that doesn't deserve me to be talking about him. So you don't care if you never fight. No, he's hot right now. Right, right. Let's see. You're not buying let's, it. let's see. Let's like you see think him. UL could beat him? UL is very, very. There's very likely chance UL will beat him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought him up. Honestly. I'm sorry. Well, it's no, such it's a big fine. fight. You know, everyone loves the yeah. back and forth between you two. And I'm done with that. You're done with it. Yeah, I thought about anymore. it. And it's just like the more I talk about him, it, it's raising his stock. Like I've, I've been winning world championships. You know, since you know he was getting knocked out um, overseas you know, fighting for. $5,000, you know, I've been doing this for for years at the highest level. World championship fight at the world championship fight. So like I said, he's hot right now. How did it actually All right, start? so let, let's, let, let's break that down a little bit. Um, first and foremost, in terms of, yo, I'm not going to stunt. Spicy John Jones is my favorite. <laughs> yo, when John goes out there and he is just talking spicy and talking shit, and I like it because it's corny. For real. That's why I like it. Yo, my man shit talk, it's, it's terrible. You can tell he never sat around the lunch table like I did here in Chicago. How a lot of us did. We sit around the lunch table and we just roast each other. Yo, your pants too tight. Blah. Oh, you look, your eyebrows touching. Blah. He doesn't get that. He he doesn't have it. So it, he's, it's a little corny. I'm not going to stunt. But I'm just going to break a couple of things down because I do like what he's doing. I'm not going to lie. Um, being that he's going out there and even admitting that he's going out there and attaching himself to Adesanya's fight weeks, it says a couple different things. Obviously, the first thing it says is he sees him as a viable option. It is a big fight. He is an absolute star and he is somebody that is on John Jones's radar. Now, in terms of him being afraid, people don't, don't buy into the hype. Of course he's not afraid. Of course somebody that is 76 and freaking like two all-time kickboxing. And yes, he did get KO'd once in his career. We're also talking about the guy as the glory middleweight champion who is one of the nastiest kickboxers of all time. And guess what? Adesanya was beating his ass and just happened to get caught. It's a fight game. When you have close to 100 fights, shit happens. So is he afraid? No. He's boxed that heavyweight. And in fact, in terms of that, 
we all already know that the, the last stylebender didn't feel that way. And I know I broke this down and I said this before, but just to reiterate, remember, Adesanya came out and said, who gives a shit about weight? I've never given a shit about weight. Since when? It's never been an issue for me. I've been a heavyweight in boxing, in kickboxing, and I'll do it again in MMA. So it's never been an issue about weight. You can try to run the heavyweight, but I'll chase him down and I'll hunt him down if I have to. So look, that is a fight that I believe will absolutely happen. Is he afraid? No, of course he's not afraid. Um, now, raising his stock, does it raise his stock? I don't think so. Now, if Adesanya beats John Zoto, oh, of course, he's off to the races. Biggest star in the sport. But no, we, we can't even begin, begin to believe that that is actually what, uh, what he's going to say. But he did make a point. And one thing that he was talking about was going to heavyweight. And this is something that I actually was actually relatively excited about because of a couple of different things. Now. Here is John Jones's comments on a possibility of fighting against Stipe Miocic and moving up to heavyweight. Next fight is at heavyweight. There's a really good chance. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. Have oh, you yeah. set your your mind to that? Do you feel I like feel, there's nothing left at 205? Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like I really want to fight Stipe Miocic. I feel like I could beat him. Next. You don't want like a tune-up? Just go straight for the belt. Um, I don't think I would need a tune-up. I'm pretty tuned up. <laughs> I'm pretty in tune. Um, I feel great. I feel strong already. Um, but, you know, like Steep is like, what, 230 or something? Yeah, in the 230, 240 range. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like me at a lean 230 is plenty. I feel like I could totally beat him. Um, just based on his performances with DC, um, our speed differences, my fight IQ, my versatility, um, my faith and confidence, I think I'm the guy to beat him for sure. And I want to, I want to strike while while I'm feeling hot. So you'd like that to be next? Maybe take that fight from DC. Is Ariel, that is Ariel. that part of it? Right, right now, you know, it's 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 uh, it's Dominic Reyes. Right. You know, right now it's Dominic Reyes, and. Um, yeah, I like to fight him, but at the end of the day, too, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy doing what I'm doing, man. I, uh, but I've been cruising through some victories, man. You know, and uh, they say if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. So whether I get the uh, the heavyweight title, whether it comes against him, whether it comes a few years from now, I just learned to to just be in the moment, be grateful for just where you are now, and uh, the future will take care of itself. If you do go up. When you go up, will you go back down, or do you think that it's one of those things that you go up, you'll stay there forever? I think I'll go up, go straight for the king. Okay. And, but uh, then will you be done at 205? No, I think I'll probably go back down at 205. Do both. Yeah, getting down at 205 just makes me feel good about myself. Okay. It just makes me feel good just to earn that victory and to detox myself and, and to lose the weight all over, you know, again. It just makes me feel like I'm, I'm I've, you know... The, the, the journey to get down to the weight class and, and just to feel ultimately like prepared 
I just love it. I feel at my highest, like mentally and spiritually and just physically. Like there's something about getting down to, to my weight class that just makes me feel. Yo, that dude is crazy. <laughs> Yo, um, check it out. In terms of him going up at heavyweight, would I favor him against Stipe Miocic? I absolutely would because I agree with him. I think that he is more versatile. This is a move that he should have, that should have happened a long time ago. I don't know if you've ever met John Jones. I have. He's a giant. Fam, I am six feet tall, pushing 200 pounds. He can pick me up and cradle me like his child. Every bit of 6'6", every bit of 235. He is ginormous. So in terms, can he go over there and actually compete against them? Yes, not only could he compete, could he win? But I will say this, and and we'll go ahead and move on. He did talk shit about Dom Reyes and everybody. Um, and I'll, make a, I'll talk about that real quick before I jump into like all the fight action. Um, but this is what I'll say. If John Jones does go over to heavyweight, I think I would prefer seeing him at heavyweight at this point in time than at light heavyweight. Light heavyweight doesn't have as many. It, it's not as deep. Heavyweight is deep right now. Heavyweight is is fun. And a whole lot of matchups that we've never seen. Stipe. DC at heavyweight if that ever happens. Rosenstruck, Francis Ngannou, Curtis Blades. And these are just off the top of my head, man. These are at Junior Dos Santos. These are actually viable fights with people that actually have that one hitter. They can put a dude down with one shot. And John Jones, even though he's somebody who lands he throws about four and a half punches per round he only absorbs about two strikes per minute he's very difficult to hit and being that he probably will go up and be the lighter faster guy it would be really difficult and also remember this the majority of heavyweights who have been long lasting kings at heavyweight all walk around roughly between 235 and 245 not much bigger than that that's pretty much where john's walking around as well keep that in mind man all right so moving right along man and if we're talking about not just john jones we have to talk about a former not just a former colleague of a man uh, a former title challenger in anthony smith anthony lionheart smith man was on Ari hawani show also and yo he said a story that I just couldn't believe. This dude, to get back in the cage, recently almost had his index finger amputated. I'm going to say it again. He almost had his index finger amputated in order for him to continue fighting. So check this out. Uh, he had a lot of scar tissue built up after two surgeries that prevented him from closing his hand fully over his wind over Alexander Gustafson in 2019. He goes on to say this, and I quote, we were going to amputate my pointer finger because all the scar tissue was grabbing onto the ligament and not allowing me to close it and slide back and forth. 
He goes on to say, so the idea was if we were amputated the finger and screwed those ligaments to the bone after it healed, then I'll be able to use the other three fingers and my thumb to grapple. And there would still be a technical, be a knuckle there so I can still punch. Yo, Lionheart is legitimately Lionheart, man. He went out there and he is ready for all the smoke. Shout out to Matt Barnes and Stack Jack. But he does. That's what my man wanted. Anthony Smith right now is ranked number three in the light heavyweight division. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. He's only about a fight or so away from a title again. One big win. I can see him back in that title picture. He said right also, he said, once we tore through all the scar tissue for the first time, then we just did that every single day until I was able to get movement back in my hand. And now it's good. I've probably been able to close my hand for about two months now. It's as good as it gets. My strength and ability to use it is 100%, but my hands were all a mess anyways. I have a lot of scar tissue, a lot of arthritis. It's sore in the mornings. Cold weather in Nebraska doesn't help it at all. Once it gets moving, it loosens up. Um, He also said that his wife and everybody um, made sure he got a second opinion, and he ended up getting like electric shocks in order to get it moving. Yo, I brought this story up strictly to show you guys how MMA fighters aren't regular human beings. Anthony Smith was literally about to cut his finger completely off in order to get back in the cage, man. So look, salute to Lionheart. Dude is a beast inside and outside of the cage. One of the best guys in the sport in terms of being a nice. And yo, I'm going to keep it a buck. One of the best analysts that I've seen um, from the fighters transitioning, man. Obviously, DC's number one. Paul Felder is fen- phenomenal. Dominic Cruz, come on, man. The dude is like an encyclopedia of fighting. Uh, but Anthony Smith is right there, man. Dude is an absolute monster. All right. Moving right along, man. James Gallagher. James Gallagher, man, for those of us who do not know, is one of the biggest prospects in Bellator, man. Bellator, I'll say, is probably the, well, I'd say in America, it's the second biggest MMA organization uh, worldwide. It's probably number three behind one championship and the UFC. But absolute monster, Bellator is a beast. Now, this dude, James Gallagher, one of the best guys in the sport, obviously, 10-1 and one record. The dude is only 23 years old. Look, he was scheduled to fight Cal Elder, who's 8-2 at Bellator 240, February 22nd. But due to an undisclosed industry, uh, injury, he had to end up pulling out, man. I noticed dude was hurt because in all that, this was supposed to be in his whole hometown of Dublin, Ireland. If you love Conor McGregor, if you are a fan of his style, if you are a fan of his bravado, you're going to love this kid. James Gallagher talks talk. He walks the walk. He is literally Conor McGregor's protege, one of his boys. He trains with him. Um, This kid is amazing, but he's actually a monster on the ground as well. This was supposed to be his coming out party the same way that that UFC in Dublin where Conor McGregor showed out for the first time. This was supposed to be his coming out party. He's on a three-fight winning streak, three finishes after our boy in front of the show, Ricky Bandejas, gave him that Shawn Michaels sweet chin music. 
My man is back in action, man. Um, But he on Instagram went out and said this, man. He said, I am absolutely heartbroken. I'm out of my fight due to a back injury that has been going on for over two weeks now. I always take the advice of my team and my coaches and I'll get stuck into my rehab and be back soon. And no, I'm not letting him off the hook. He's next. Third time. Unlucky for him. I'm made in that. I'm made in adversity. This is just another experience on the mad road I'm on. Thank you for your support as always. And I'm sorry to let the people who bought the tickets and Bellator down. I'll be in the cage again soon. Look. There are a lot of injuries that happen. People are going to be pissed off. But I'm going to be honest with you. Do not ruin your prospects. James Gallagher is talented. He is super talented. Amazing on the ground. Amazing on the ground, man. And he'll knock your face off. He's great with the stand-up. Puts punches and bunches together and actually shows a lot of good power. Now, in terms of third time's a charm, this was actually a rescheduled event. Cal Eldner actually pulled out of a fight with these guys last September. He had to withdraw because of a potential brain injury of some sort. I have no idea. Ended up not coming to fruition, but he had to pull out. So this is the third, second time it was scheduled. Now they're going to have to do it a third time. Um, Cal Eldner, is a, he's good, man. He's 8-2. and two, Very, very competitive dude. He was being led out to slaughter. When they fight, I will absolutely once again pick James Gallagher, man. So look, prayers up to James, man. Hopefully he gets back at it some point soon. All right, yo, let's jump in into round number four in our next topic. Colby Magamaniac Covington is back in the news. This dude is been talking all kind of yin yang. It has become a shtick. He hasn't spoken out since his loss to Kamara Usman when he got his jaw broken. But um, he had a lot to say, man. He had a lot to say. And you know what? Why am I going to keep talking over the man? Here are some uh, words from Kobe Chaos Covington. You know, isn't it crazy, Ariel, that, you know, I want people to hate me. And I've, you know, I went about my business and I've wanted people to hate me, but they're still cheering for me. They're cheering in the T-Mobile Arena at UFC 245 when I walked down the aisle. Kobe, Kobe, USA, USA, USA. I didn't hear Nigeria. I didn't hear Marty Fake Newsman. No one cares about Marty because they see through his act. They see how fake he is. His personality is trash, man. He's a human trash bag. I mean, uh, literally, a mop has more charisma than Marty Fake Newsman. People love me because they see how real I am. I'm honest. I call it right down the line, you know. And and I, I've never had, you know, I don't ask for fair fights, you know. I just all I ask is that I'm going to keep, you know, overcoming things, you know. And that's that's what Americans is all about, you know. We face adversity, but we got to overcome it. It doesn't matter if the deck's, deck's stacked against you. You got to keep fighting and you got to keep earning it. And, I think that's why people are starting to come around to me and they like me. And, you know, if they like me or love me, Ariel, like I always say, you know, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money and I'm going to keep doing what I do, putting it all on the line for the fans. That's why they call me the people's champ. 
All right, man. Uh, so that's the first video I'm going to show you guys, or should I say audio clip of Kobe, man. Um, all right, so check it out. In terms of him, people were cheering him and stuff and and talking about it. He, he does the entire MAGA act, right? Uh, he tries to be as divisive as possible, and he also isn't realistic. Do, you th do I generally believe that he feels this way? No. Yo. In the fifth round, not only did he get knocked out, he got dropped twice before he finally got knocked out. Could we, the, the ref allowed two more shots to be landed uninterrupted before he ended up getting blasted? He could have. But the referee did his job and he had saw enough. Now, in terms of that fight, this is what he had to say about that fight. 50 Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> Wrong video, man. He He's over here clapping back at 50 Cent, man. But let me just read this then. Uh, Kobe goes out there, man, and he said, my next fight should be an automatic rematch with Marty Fake Newsman. Marty, um, not Marty. Uh, Kamar Usman is champion. He calls him Marty Fake Newsman for some reason. Um, I'm still America's champ. I'm still Donald Trump's favorite fighter. I'm still the people's champion. The people want this rematch. They saw with their own eyes what happened in that fight. What happened in the fight was me beating the shit out of Marty Fake Newsman for 24 minutes, then the ref completely saving him and bailing him out with a fake stoppage. Bruh. Bruh, I, those must be alternative facts. Because if we all oh, watch the fight, we realize that his jaw was broken in the second round. Tough as shit. And here's the thing. And again, I've said this many times. I, I, I keep it a buck. Kobe Covington can fight his ass off. Kobe Covington's a badass. He just has a terrible shtick. I would like Kobe far more if he wasn't a MAGA maniac. But regardless of that, the dude is an absolute beast. So him go out there, he fought his heart out, but no, he didn't win, man. So, but I will say this, it's always fun. He's one of those guys that unfortunately he does say a lot of racist shit. And you know, I'm not here for that. I'm not. I generally don't believe that there's a place for it in the sport. Unfortunately, in our sport, we've had not, we've had multiple times this has happened. I've spoken about it on this show. Conor McGregor calling Mayweather boy left and right. Come on. I don't care damn where you're from. I'm not from here. I don't get it. What do you mean? White folks calling black people boy is extremely dismissive. It's condescending. And it takes it to a time where it wasn't as friendly for black folks. I know. It seems as if democracy is falling at this present moment in time. So it might be now also. But maybe that's why it's comfortable regardless. We also had... Kobe Covington saying the, the sideways things about, about Kamar Usman and his family. Saying the only good work that we've gotten from Kamaro's family is the, the time that his father spent in prison. That's the money, the only thing we've ever gotten at it from them as a country. Ugh. Disgusting. And then let's not forget Mike Perry going out there and just nigga, nigga, nigging it up. Dropping the N-bomb and calling Michael Jai White, who isn't even a fighter. He's an actor. Kick, kick my ass, but he's still an actor. Dropping the N-bomb, saying it, then doubling down. And people talking shit with Angela Hill, the great Angela Hill. 
has something to say about it? Come on, people. Come on, we're better than this. We should not allow this to happen. But I circle that to say he's a great fighter. He brings attention to the sport. So who should he fight next? There's a lot of different options out there, but I think one of the best things, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. That would be an incredible fight. To be able to see somebody like Wonderboy going out there and actually do work. Oh, I would love that matchup. Does he deserve an immediate rematch? Of course not. You got finished. You got beat up. You got your face broken. So no. But Wonderboy would be great. I think the fight that makes the most sense is number two, Colby Covington, in a fight against the number seventh ranked, just coming off of a huge win and beating the former lightweight champion, Rafael Dos Anjos, Michael Chiesa. Michael Chiesa is a huge welterweight who can grapple his ass off. He called out Colby Covington in his last fight, and I am telling you, those are the fights that make me excited. Oh, great stylistic matchup. Two guys that can grapple. One jujitsu heavy guy. One wrestling heavy guy. Oh, reminds me of you old school MMA, man. Mm, that's the fight that I want to see. So we will see what happens next. All right. Let's go ahead and take a quick little break and hear from our sponsors. And then we are going to give you our, or should I say my, UFC 247 preview and fight picks. All right, remember, beautiful people, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. If you are in Chicago, they cook and deliver healthy meals and deliver directly to your office. Yes, to your office. But if you're not in Chicago, it's cool, man. They also offer fitness mentoring and nutrition consultation. They help you out man they have a fitness mentor that calls you up writes out workouts for you that nutrition consultant that writes the food lists and everything for you guys let you know exactly what to put in your body let you know how to work out man sage eats offers all of this for you check out sage eats today at sageeatchicago.com apply promo code fight for 10 percent off of your first three months also let everybody in the world know about the greatest combat sport and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. The Fight Podcast is everywhere. Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Also check out the website, thefightpodcast.com. Check us out on IG and all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast. Tell your friends, man, interact with us. The more you interact with them, I will talk to you directly. <laughs> and we get it all cracking man the more you guys interact the better uh so thank you guys all for paying attention remember check out the fight podcast and follow me at serge vicente all right let's go ahead and jump back into episode 181 and i'm gonna give you guys my fight picks and it breakdown. down yeah 
<laughs> Yo, Kobe's a wild dude, man. Uh, I, I'm gonna before I get into fight picks. He also said he wants a celebrity boxing match. I, 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 I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this, bro. Uh, so check this out. He goes on to say this about the 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 newly crowned uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame, Fifty Cent. Wait, 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 wait a second. How did he get involved in all this? What's the story there? Because he came out after the fight and he was talking mad crap on me, man. He was just saying all this stuff about me, talking all this smack, all MAGA doll, that MAGA fighter, Kobe Covington, putting all these Instagram posts up. So I want to propose here on Ariel Hawani's show today, I want to do a celebrity boxing match. I'm going to tie one hand behind my back and I'm going to fight 50 Cent. I'm going to put up a million of my dollars and I want to fight 50 Cent in a celebrity boxing match. And I'm going to donate all my money to the troops because I love the troops so much. They protect our freedoms. They put it all on the line for America. And I just, you know, I want to fight 50 Cent. Wow. Okay, so you want to fight 50 Cent in a boxing match and you will tie which hand around your back? I'm going to tie my left hand behind my back or my right hand. He can pick which one. It really doesn't matter because both are lethal. Right. We got Bugatti's on both levels. So I'll let him pick which hand he wants to put behind my back. 50 Cent's a little... <laughs> oh man first and foremost 50 is not gonna fight that dude he, he he's worth way more than a million bucks um that ain't gonna happen uh so i just brought that up because that shit's hilarious dude dude is constantly trolling and the more he trolls bro the better man again it brings eyes and ears to the sport so it is what it is he's not fighting dude but there are fights happening this weekend. UFC 247 is in Houston, Texas. Houston in his hole. Uh, we got, uh, this is headlined by John Jones and Dom Reyes. Now, I, I kicked off the show by saying this, man. Um, is the UFC giving us doo-doo cards? And I'm going to be very honest with you. UFC 246, headlined by Conor McGregor and Donald Cerrone. And UFC 247 are fight night cards at best. We shouldn't have to pay for these cards. This is the shit card. And I'm not I'm saying this with all the respect to the fighters. But a lot of these names we don't know. A lot of these names are unproven. Pay-per-views used to be held at pretty much it was a standard that look this is a huge card we have our big names in it we have our big prospects we are giving you the heat and we haven't had that not only have we haven't had that fam it hasn't even been close <laughs> this shit has been trash um so no man the ufc is not doing their due diligence they're not giving the fans what they want. They literally just bump the prices up from 60 bucks, which is already ridiculous, all the way to 70 bucks. For what? For giving us crap? For giving us throwing together cards? Ah. As a fan of the sport, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. They shouldn't be doing this, but at the end of the day, yo, it is what it is. The main event is going to be fire. And it is headlined by, like I said, the guy who I believe is the GOAT. 24-1, 24-1-1, one, one, 
um, John Jones. Uh, the the extra one obviously was a no contest. The one loss isn't really a loss. He was beating the absolute dog shit out of Matt Hamill. He hit him with a couple down elbows. For some reason, the ref said it was a disqualification. It is what it is. This is an undefeated fighter fighting against the 11-0 Dom Reyes. They are both huge athletes. They are both listed at 6'4". John Jones has an 84-inch reach. Dom Reyes only has a 77-inch reach. John uses his reach extremely well. This should be a very, very interesting fight. Um... I will tell you, John Jones should win. I have John picked to win. But I'll be remiss to not say that this Dom Reyes is the, he's a dog in this, but he's a live dog. And the reason I say that is this, John Jones, his last few performances have not been up to par. Now, is it because of the level of competition? Is it because of these guys aren't the ones, Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos, and the rest of them? Is it because they're not up to hit the snuff? But here's the thing. If he didn't take Anthony Smith and Tiago Santos seriously, it doesn't seem like he's taking this guy seriously either. He literally said that Tiago Santos is two or three times the opponent that Dom Reyes. He did. He said the only reason he even fought Dom Reyes is because eh, he's, uh, I guess, more dangerous than Corey Anderson. He's been shitting on these guys. He doesn't believe in them. So if he if he does not believe in them, and yes, John Jones is only 32 years old, which isn't old. But we have to remember that he's been fighting at the very, very top levels since he was like 21, 22. He won the title at 23 years old. It's been nine years. He's been reigning at 205 pounds in the UFC in the baddest division in sports. So look, yo, that tire is fucking low. That shred is low. It is. How can Dom actually win this fight? Dom does a couple of good things. Dom actually, especially with his southpaw, John switches back and forth. He's orthodox, but he tends to switch. What he ends up doing is he does an amazing job of pretty much always attacking the inside leg. He has great boxing as well. He does better than most, especially guys at that size. And that's another thing. He's huge. I talked about how big John was. Dom Reyes is even thicker. This is a big athletic dude. Tried out for the NFL. He was there long enough to get a cup of coffee. Then they sent his ass home. But check it out. He's still a badass athlete. Long, lean, big, powerful. Knockout power in both hands, but especially in that left hand. John has a granite chin. You've never really seen him hurt. But somebody damn size and style could absolutely win that fight. All that being said, I believe John Jones ends up taking Dom Reyes down, landing huge elbows, and end up getting him out of there. Honestly, probably round number three, I have John Jones finishing that fight. All right. Um, the biggest... 
uh, what's it called on the, the biggest favorite on this fight. We have one of my favorites, um, one of the greatest female fighters of all time, one of the best fighters, period, in the sport. We have Valentina Shevchenko, the 205 or the two, the 125 pound champion. Um, she is fighting Kaden Kunit Coogan. Um, both badass women, man. But look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Valentina Shevchenko, a third of her wins come from KO, a third of her wins are from submission, and a third of her wins are subs. She's so well-rounded. She's like a ronin. She travels around the world, and she competes, and she trains with herself and her coach. That's it. She's an absolute monster. Kate Coogan, she trains with a great team. She trains over there with Mark Henry and them. She trains at Henzo Gracie's in New York. She is with some of the best athletes in the world, and she is still going to get dominated. I see this being a fourth-round finish for the champion, the queen at the weight class, Valentina Shevchenko. All right, uh, third up on the card is one of my favorite people in the world, man, a uh, friend of the show, Juan Adams. Uh, he's coming off of a loss. Uh, he's 5-1 and one now. He is also fighting Justin Taffa, who's also coming off of a loss. These are two gentlemen that were actually on the Contender Series, two huge heavyweights. They both tip the scales at 265. They both walk around between about 285 or so. Um, this should be an inter- inter- interesting fight fight. I actually think Juan is going to win this fight because I believe he is more well-rounded. He has better wrestling. He has great top control and he hits like a ton of bricks. I think he put a lot of pressure on himself his last fight and I don't think he was possibly in the right headspace going into that fight with Greg Hardy. I think he is in a good headspace now. I think he's positive. I see him going out there and getting a first round finish of Justin Taffa. All right. Next on the card should be a great fight with implications at 145 pounds. We have Mursad Bektik fighting Danny Egan. So check it out. Danny Egan was a beast, bro. Um, He's on a four-fight winning streak. Absolute monster. Mixes everything up so well, man. Great wrestling, great striking, huge power in his hands, man. Dude is fun to watch. Also, Mursad Bektik, amazing wrestling, trains with the all-time great Olympic wrestler Jordan Burroughs. Dude is a monster, but he did get knocked out in his last fight. So, and that was against Josh Emmett, man. No shame in that. Josh Emmett got hammers in his hands, right? Man, I don't know what it is. I'm going to go ahead and go with the 12-2 and two Dan Egan, man. Dude is a monster. I see him getting a win in this fight. All right. Uh, lastly, I am going to talk about the Black Beast, the number six ranked heavyweight, Houston's very own, fighting in his hometown. The 21 and 7 Derek Lewis is fighting the very undersized, moving up from um, light heavyweight, Erie or Latifi, the number 12, 15 and 6, with one no contest. Look, man, this fight is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be the most boring fight in the history of fights and Derek Lewis is going to get taken down. Ia Latifi is just going to lay on this motherfucker and that is it. Or it is going to be one of the most devastating knockouts we have ever seen in our lives. I am going with the latter. Derek Lewis gets it done in a big way. First round heavy KO by the Black Beast. All right, yo. Um, look, 
those, the rest of the card isn't really much to talk about. Um, this weekend, boxing-wise, I will break a lot more of it down with the guru, Brandon Camille. Uh, that will come out Friday for you guys. Uh, but all in all, yo, I feel good today, man. It's fight week. That's all the time I have for you guys today, yo. Um, thank you guys, as always, for listening to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. Remember, shout out to the plug, Sage Eats, man. Check them out, sageeatchicago.com. They will take care of you guys. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10%. Let your friends, let your family, let everybody know about the show. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check out the website, thefightpodcast.com. Follow your boy because you know I like some likes. I put some good pictures up there. I don't do any thirst trap shit. I keep my clothes on, man. But man, I got some great stuff up there, man. Check it out. Follow your boy. Um, all in all, man. Hey, thank you as always for listening. I love it. I love you guys. Talk soon. I'll see you guys next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Deuces. Deuces.